Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. I'm Monica McNutt. In for my co-host, King McClure, this week is Bruce Bernstein. And we talked about the blockbuster trade that centered around James Harden moving from Houston to Brooklyn. I would like to believe that ballers just want a ball, right? Give me a system, give me a ball, give me some guys that are going to play hard on both sides of the floor and let's do it. But we don't seem to be giving the same grace to Brooklyn, y'all. Like, okay, wait, we need to run this whole thing back just in case, in case you fell off the basketball planet somehow. Kyrie Irving is still MIA. Last night, video surfaced of him on a Zoom call with a candidate for a Manhattan DA discussing civil um, service issues and injustices, which we applaud, but there was also a game being played. Um, and yeah. there's the like game that he was supposed to be paid $400,000 to play in, by the way. That's, that's, that's my big issue. I can only imagine. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I have a, I have a solution for I have a solution for your problem, Eric, by the way, with, with that issue. But Monica, I digress. TB up for that one. I'll tell you what I think. OK, cool. So he and so in addition to the Zoom call, there's also footage of him at a birthday party, presumed to be believed for his sister. There's no masks. There's lots of people. We are in an era of intense COVID protocols. So he seems to have disregard for all that's going on. Um, today, Stephen A. Smith guys suggested that he may need to retire, which, you know, gotta, I mean, <laughs> not the wrong possibility because his point was he seemed not to be able to do two, two things at once, which is kind of a sign of immaturity in my mind. But anyway, Bruce, we're not giving Brooklyn the benefit of a doubt in terms of these guys are supremely talented. They just want to play basketball and have a chance to win. Or are we? Um, let's, I'm always of the mindset that you should give things a chance. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you don't look at past history, you're, you know, really not allowing yourself context for these things. Let me get back to Kyrie and his little self-imposed timeout for a minute. Okay. okay. And you and I talked about this a little bit on Mike Wise's show uh, over the weekend. Basketball is not a individual sport. It isn't golf. It isn't tennis. You, you sit out in those sports you lose the paycheck, you lose the money. Kyrie owed it to his teammates before he decided that you know he couldn't handle the mental strain. He, he owed it to his teammates to have a discussion about this and let them decide this as a team. And he, as a good teammate and quote unquote, one of the leaders of the team, right? That's what he thinks he is, mm -hmm. should say, okay, let's decide this as a group. Now, because he chose not to do that, I'm giving Kyrie an opportunity to redeem himself for this provided he kind of makes amends and moves forward. Eric, you said he was getting 400K per game, right? That's what his basic game check is. So mm -hmm. he's going to miss, he's going to miss somewhere between four and five games, let's say, right? Of his yeah. own. Let's take that $2 million, Kyrie, and put your money where your mouth is and donate that to some food banks, to some charities. If you're so socially concerned about this that you're not going to show up for work, then put that money to work for people who really need it. And then I will be impressed with you. Let's well, see if that happens. I'm not. I'm not necessarily. Oh, 
and defeat defend Camp Kyrie, but I do know he's on record having done that. Uh, there's a couple food banks in New York, and then he donated 1.5 million to the WNBA this year for the uh, players that opted to sit out this past season. So I do think there's a some of that there. Please. Okay. Eat. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I always wonder, and I'm not saying this is Kyrie, but I always wonder what motivates guys to make these donations. Is it the press release, the tweet? and the shine that goes with it? Or is it because they must do the right thing? Boogie Cousins, for instance, paid for Stefan Clark's funeral, who was murdered by police in Sacramento a few years ago. Wanted no coverage for it, didn't get any. Kevin Garnett established countless educational computer labs in Minnesota, never wanted any credit during his career. So it does make me wonder sometimes you doing this for the right reasons or are you doing it now because everybody else is doing it? At the end of the day, I'm in lower Manhattan. Brooklyn's right out the window and there are thousands of people struggling, starving and who need help. So he's got plenty of people he can help right here in New York. I hope he does that. Um, and I hope he starts to act like a professional. If he needs time off because of things going on in his life, then that's understandable. But this started off as unprofessional when he didn't have enough respect or common sense to let Hall of Famer and his head coach, Steve Nash, know he'd be missing the first game that night. And that, that, that goes back to my issues with professionalism. And then I take, um, as I know both of you do, I take mental health very, very seriously. I take being conscious and aware of that very, very seriously. I'm not saying Kyrie definitely has a problem, but let's look at past behavior, inconsistencies, not talking to teammates or staff for weeks and weeks on end, both in Cleveland and in Boston. And here we sit. Yeah. I wonder what KD thinks of this whole situation right now. Here's KD, like the, 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 the wise old, always for the most part has done the right things for the right reasons, looking at knucklehead number one and knucklehead number two thinking, okay, if I can win with these two guys, maybe I'm the greatest of all time. What a and you know, KD to his point, I mean, he, him and Kyrie have a terrific relationship and KD really likes him. And, you know, you, if you whether you're Kyrie Irving or you're Joe Harris or you're, I'm forgetting the last man's name on the bench of the Nets, you get to play with a Kevin Durant. Like, th that's a great opportunity. And the fact that KD is back and you have Steve Nash leading you, you have Amari Stoudemire on your coaching staff, you've got some of this other talent. Um, worked out for Dinwiddie getting hurt. He doesn't get traded. So you have to think he'll be back next year. Um you, you got to want to make this work. If you don't want to make this work, then I, I, I don't know what to say to you. But for three super, well, for three stars, one of which is a superstar, I cannot call Kyrie Irving or James Harden a superstar um, because they don't play the other end of the court. Um, but for three stars like this to be on the same team and have this opportunity, um, that doesn't happen too often. So um, if Kyrie's out for a long time, I actually think Harden getting comfortable with Durant happens quicker. If Kyrie is back soonish, then this is going to be very interesting because we both know how much they like to have the basketball in their hands. Now, Harden is also a tremendous three-point shooter, um, and we know the ISO game and we know the pick-and-roll game. So we will see.
does this put pressure on Kyrie to get his act together? I think it, well, Bruce chime in right after this. I, I, I think it, um, I think it brightens this, uh, it brightens the spotlight and it turns up the heat. If you're Kyrie Irving, why do you need this to light a fire underneath you? I don't, I don't get it at all. I really think that Brooklyn, I mean, I don't know. They might need to win two championships to make this thing work worth it. And I'm not sure. I mean, look, with injuries, this team going into the season, one of the things that I thought made Brooklyn so dangerous as a team is that they were too deep. And in some cases, three deep at every single position. So now the guys, the, 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 the lunch bucket guy, like Jared Allen, best hair in the league, oh, by the way, but Jared Allen, that's a big loss for those guys. You know, you still have DeAndre Jordan, but, you know, he's on the downside of his career at this point. I mean, he's well past the age of 30. Jared Allen is one of those guys that you just, you know, rim protector, rebounder, takes alley-oop passes from guys like Kyrie Irving, gives him easy dimes and, and dunks. Um, Kurix, granted, was, you know, probably about the 11th man on that team, but I'd seen him have some pretty good games along the way. Torian Prince, useful player, gone. Karis LeVert, the leader of their second team, gone. Okay. Yeah. This team went from being the deepest team in the league to perhaps one of the least deep teams in the league with this move. So it really better work. And thanks to Eric Newman for joining Monica and myself. And if you'd like to hear more from the three of us, Check out the full version of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. You can also see the video version of the BBB Quick Hitter on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel.